This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is up, girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 164. On today's episode, I wanted to talk to you all about one of my favorite things about music, one of the reasons why I started playing an instrument, and that was, and continues to be, playing in legendary venues or venues that I always wanted to play in regardless of their historical relevance. But before I get started, as usual, I want to give a shout out to the wonderful companies that I endorse, Zildjian Cymbals, Vader Drumsticks, Evans Drumheads, LP Percussion, Gibraltar Hardware, Simpad Accessories, Nirvana Handpans, and of course, Ultimate Ears In-Ear Monitors. And as ever, if you're looking to upgrade your in-ear game, if you're looking for your very first pair of molds, look no further. Check out Ultimate Ears, and if you email my friend Joe Lester at ultimateaudiojoe at gmail.com and you give him the code DA20, DA as in Demian Arriaga, 20, you will get a 20% discount. If you are listening to this and you're a professional musician and you've played some of these legendary venues or historic concert halls, you kind of know how incredible this is. And if you are an up-and-coming musician and you haven't, I want to tell you how not only how great it feels, and that's always sort of a testament to where you are in your career, but I think the, the, the most important thing that I can tell you in my mind about all that is to always keep that excitement through the years, no matter how many times you played a venue, love it, appreciate it, value it, because it's just a great exercise to, to exercise gratitude, excuse me. Um, it's, a, it's a good way to exercise gratitude. And to me, it's magical and it never, ever gets old. So to kind of backtrack, of course, like you, I dreamt when I was young of playing at, you know, stadiums and arenas and basically wherever I would see my favorite bands play, I would want it to play. Of course, I don't remember now the name, um, but, you know, from the Metallica the live shit binge and purge, you know, I wanted to play at the Mexico City place where they played in the Seattle one and the San Diego uh, arena. Of course, I wanted to do all those things. And that goes on for it went on through the years. You know, I wanted to see play the Roseland Ballroom because uh, I had seen Bowie do things there in videos and Dream Theater and bands like that. So it's something that's very magical, very important. It kept me sort of on track it gave me something to look forward to and it's just magical kind of how life works and in my 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 main reasoning behind wanting to talk about this today was because a few days ago i went to see i was in atlanta and i went to see nick mason from pink floyd who was and continues to be is <laughs> one of my favorite drummers I love Pink Floyd. I have a Pink Floyd tattoo. Uh, I don't. I don't uh, hide the fact that I love the band so much. But I'm not a connoisseur. You know, I'm not a the the biggest fan. And um, you know, with Roger Waters coming out recently, talking so much about Venezuela without really 
know a lot of what he's talking about, but that's a whole different thing. But <laughs> my point is, I went to see him at this place called the Tabernacle in Atlanta, which used to be an old house of blues, house of blues, and it turned into a, a different venue. And I saw him on a Friday night, and it was amazing watching him play Fearless and so many other songs. And the following night, I was at that venue, basically sitting or standing, you know, a couple of feet away from where he stood. And that to me is just awesome. And of course, it feels great on a selfish, self-righteous type of thing. Like, oh, I've come this far and I've played the same venue that this or that pe person. But it's more of the cool thing of, wow, I'm here. I'm in the presence of, you know, or the, the heroes of mine that have stood here in this very spot before. It's something that's incredible. And I've been very fortunate to, to have lived in, in, in a, a few times in my career, and it never gets old. And the times where I play sort of locally, and, you know, maybe I played a venue, I don't know, the Whiskey or the Roxy, I've played them countless times. I sometimes find myself being like oh yeah it's just at the rocks here at the viper room and you're like dude what are you talking about that's like literally the venues that i dreamt the most of playing in you know all through my years of glam rock love and to this day it's like oh my god i drive down sunset boulevard i go to the rainbow everybody knows it's my favorite place in the world like i'm so excited to go there um and again to backtrack i remember Sort of my first memory or my first recollection of this, aside from, you know, sitting in my beanbag in my room and wanting to play all these venues that I saw on MTV and stuff or SNL or, you know, all the Tonight Show, uh, late night shows and stuff like that. I remember in college, the different um, sort of recital rooms, the smaller one, the bigger one, and then the biggest one, that kind of stuff that was always sort of these stepping stones that I dreamt of playing there because I would see my fellow students play there or teachers do clinics there. And I was like, whoa, so-and-so stood on this stage. You know, like Mike Mangini did a drum clinic on this in this room. I want to play there and stuff like that. And then it started sort of coupling with the people that I was playing with. And... You know, I remember this place called Emily's that everybody loved playing there in Boston. It was like right of passage. You had to play this place. And I had seen a couple of people that play there or TT the Bears. I saw, you know, hours play there in all these people. And just it was just amazing to to have this sort of blueprint of where to play and what I wanted to do. I remember seeing the Slackers, the ska band, Middle East downstairs and eventually playing there and how cool it was that I played at their venue. Not that I was getting ahead in my career or that it was a proof that I was good or whatever. It was just like, wow, I'm in the same place as this person. It was never like I'm as good as them. It was just like, man, I want to soak up some of their energy from being in the same room just by osmosis. Like, I want that and I need that to get to another level. I think that's gratitude 101. And to this day, I try to keep it. As far as legendary venues that I've been lucky to play, just sharing with you guys, one of the special ones has been the Ryman Auditorium. And it was so cool. I played with Victoria Justice. And I remember telling Derek Frank, my the bass player in the band, I told him, I'm like, hey, man, I really wonder, I, I wonder how long it's going to take to hear a Levon Helm story. You know, the famous, one of the best drummers of all time, drummer from the band, the band, in case you don't know it, and famous for, you know, just a staple in 
Nashville and music in general. But I got there, I walked on stage, and not a minute went by. And some older gentleman that had been working there for years, he walks up right to me and he said, you know, that's leave on spot. And his dog would always sit right next to him when he played. And it was just amazing to, to because I, I was feeling something special being there. So that was pretty cool. I love playing the first time I played, uh, actually, I think it's the Xfinity Amphitheater now, but what used to be Great Woods in Boston. It's the first time I saw Dream Theater or the outskirts of Boston, uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts. I saw Dream Theater, Deep Purple, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Megadeth, my first Megadeth show. Um, I saw Ozfest. I saw Sting. I mean, just so many people. And I've been lucky enough to play there two or three times. And it's just absurd to walk around the, the merch booth and all these other places where I was there many years ago, you know, being a fan, taking the train, figuring out how the hell am I going to get back to Boston and not, you know, lose my my life, basically, this town that I don't know. It, it's just, I cannot describe it. And I, I'm so excited by it, just talking to you. And it, it, it brings back so many memories that it just, it's one of the fuels that keeps me going to this day. I love playing Jones Beach in, in New York because it's such a legendary venue and, you know, PNC and all these other places that are frequented by some of my favorite bands, some of the bands that have made history, you know, Michael Jackson has played in some of these places. The Beatles have played in some of these places. It's just incredible. And it never gets old. Bob Marley, he's played at the Roxy and people forget that sometimes, you know, and, and it's just absolutely amazing. Now, just to kind of put this in the universe, if I could play five venues, you know, if I could handpick five venues, because I have gotten asked this before, I would tell you, my dream gig would be performing at SNL, Saturday Night Live. Absolutely love that. Of course, the Wembley Stadium would be incredible. The Hollywood Bowl, Madison Square Garden, just for the historical meaning. And the sort of dream venue would be the Verona um, Coliseum. That uh, it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I know some people have played there like Peter Gabriel and Jamiroquai, if I'm not mistaken. So those would be amazing venues. And if I had to give a bonus one would be definitely my former high school in Venezuela, El Peñón. I would love to perform where I first saw, I remember a friend of mine playing Green Day's Basket Case. And I vividly remember being like, Oh my God, this is incredible. I want to do this. I want to be him. Um, Pedro Quevedo, shout out if you're listening to this. So this is all beautiful. This is all one of the most beautiful experiences or beautiful parts of the music industry for me. No, not the awards, not the personal glory necessarily, but those little things that mean so much to me that nobody can really know except you, except us. You know, imagine, you know, you love soccer and you get to play at the Camp Nou, or you get to play at Bernabeu, or you get to play, you know, at Highbury, or the Emirates, uh, you know, it's just incredible. And I encourage you to keep that near and dear to your heart and protect it and love it and be responsible with that feeling with that excitement. You don't want to be this jaded person that it's just, they just don't care about this or that, you know, there's a difference between being a little indifferent at the moment, because you're doing your job, or maybe the load in might be uncomfortable or this or that. But as a whole, 
to be grateful for the opportunity to be in these places with where Hendrix has performed and all these other people. I think you owe it to yourself to, to remember how important that is and how great it feels and, and, and that you, you, you deserve it and you've worked hard for it and you're there the same in the same place that those people were and you can definitely get energy from it if you channel them or if you channel it and if you are grateful thank you so much for listening this was the music mentor podcast